Oh, it's a Wednesday. That means it's a little QBs and stacks here at WinDailySports.com. All sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to Sharp.link and you can see all the ways you can download the Sharp app, whether that is the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And as you can see here, we're going to be taking a look at this Sunday's slate and taking a look at some of our favorite quarterbacks and stacks. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. And as always, joined by that guy, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo at tcotillo23. Tony, uh, we got a little bit, we got some questionables on here, even though they should, most of them should be fine. I think we get Kyler Murray back. Uh, but like with tight ends, we have a lot of top options here that are some in some fairly decent spots. Uh, I think the first one I want to start with, obviously because he had a great game last game, and it seems like he has a solid matchup, and this has a ton of points. Patrick Mahomes, are we back on the Mahomes train? Are we scared of Mahomes, or is this it? Like, this this is the guy. I love Mahomes, man. Yeah. I, listen, man, I was talking about last week when we were talking. I was like, this is the Patrick Mahomes week. He's back. He's you know, this was the perfect matchup. Five touchdowns. For, listen, you got that one right. <laughs> yeah, the guy's back, man. He's back. I, and you know what, Johnny's too good not to be back. That's why yeah. I keep saying, everybody, you can't keep a good man down. No pun intended, right? You just can't. He's too talented. So it was really nice to see him back to his old way. Yeah, it really was. And I think, you know, Dallas at times has looked good on defense. And I think overall they're fine, uh, especially for what they are on offense. But a team like Kansas City, even at home, uh, should be able to put up some points on him. So uh, I like Patrick Mahomes again this week. Uh, I think he is going to do well. All the problems were, I would say, a bit overblown. Like, I think extremely overblown a lot of the problems uh, that Patrick Mahomes was having. Look, I think they do have a problem when it comes to some number two receivers, but Byron Pringle stepped up last week. Even Mecole Hardman made a few catches. This offense is going to be fine. So I am fine with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, after that, you know, it kind of just comes to Josh Allen has a pretty good uh, matchup against Indianapolis. That is not the same Indianapolis defense. So I think Josh Allen should be fine against them. And with the way Indianapolis plays, you know, I know Buffalo's defense has been good, but... I think we can count on Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz to put up some points, enough points to kind of push Josh Allen a, a little bit in this offense a little bit to also uh, put up maybe a 30 spot in this one. So I, I just think they're going to be pushed enough where Josh Allen's going to need to be relied on. And if he is, of course, Josh Allen can get you a ton of points. So I'd be fine with him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I like to I like to um see what they're doing out there in Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor because this was, you know, this was the thing we talked about last year. It, how was it, the way it ended, he was the bell cow guy. Was he going to be the bell cow bell? And he is the bell cow back. He really is. And and he's really paying dividends for all those owners, man. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. Josh Allen, no, on the other side, 100%. 21-28 last week. Everybody expected a lot more. He just didn't have to do a lot more, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. So, but this week, I think you'll get back up to those thirty-five attempts. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I could definitely see a three hundred-yard game and, and and multi touchdowns as well. So we do have a season-long question here. Would you trade Michael Carter and Adam Thielen for Amari Cooper and Javante Williams? No, uh, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You would no. not. Honestly, I love Michael Carter. I love my Michael Carter is in a. Are we concerned spot. just about the offense though? Uh, no, I know, I know he is. I know he seems like he's the guy now, but uh, I do kind of worry about just moving forward the Jets' offense. I, you know what? The thing I I don't worry about it is because 
no matter what, they're always going to be on the field trying to do something because they're going to be behind. So, and he's not coming out. They're they're going to continue to groom him for next year, and he's shown some big time flashes. Now, Javante Williams. I mean, you look at this trade, Carter Javante. I love Javante Williams, big right. Javante Williams guy. Problem is though, they're really getting comfortable with Melvin Gordon down at the goal line in those situations. So you got to really watch that. And I like Adam Thielen, man. Listen, Amari Cooper, yes, is good, but I love Adam Thielen. He just catches touchdowns, man. So for me, I wouldn't do it. I or, or depending on what way you are here on what side, I would want Carter and Thielen. Put it that way. Right. Like I think I think for the most part, Thielen and Cooper are a wash. Uh, two guys that are in somewhat good passing offenses. I think Dallas is a little bit better, but obviously a little bit more mouths to feed. But obviously Thielen having to deal with um, Justin Jefferson on the other side. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a wash to me, this trade. But So I'd rather just keep it. And you're right, Tony, just maybe get the usage with Michael Carter over Javante Williams and think that that's going to, to get you more. Uh, but, yeah, I know you, look, you can look at Cooper and Javante Williams and go like, okay, those are maybe the better players, but... I don't know. Again, I think Thielen Cooper are a bit of a wash here. Uh, and Javante Williams and Carter, I might as well just go with the usage. So I, I would probably – I'm with you. I'd probably take Carter and Thielen uh, over Cooper and Javante. Uh, we're going over some quarterbacks and stacks, and we will go over some of the stacks. I know we're just mentioning quarterbacks right now, but obviously with the quarterbacks that we mentioned, we'll go over some of the stacks that we like with them. Uh, anybody here, because you know, obviously Mahomes and Prescott, I think you can just interchange those two. That's going to be a huge passing day. Aaron Rodgers, Minnesota, I think is all right. I know Minnesota's defense has been playing somewhat better, uh, but I think that Aaron Rodgers should be fine against them. Uh, but what what here is is kind of popping out to you I like uh, Burrow, in sort of man. that mid range? Yeah, I Burrow like against Burrow. the Raiders. Because I I would like to say, look, you can maybe go a little bit cheaper with Derek Carr. I hate how that offense looks, and oh. it's finally catching up to them that they don't have uh, a really deep wide receiver group. And Deshaun Jackson isn't going to help with the deep threat. I just at this point in his career, like he's just he's bouncing around for a reason. I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. He has some ability to stretch the field, yep. but it's not consistent enough where that it's going to change the Raiders passing offense. So, yeah, I might as well just pay up a bit and take Bro. What I think is going to be a decent scoring game for Cincinnati. Yeah, I do. I, and listen, there's a lot of adversity on that team right now. And I yeah. I don't know if they can get past it, man. It's tough. I mean, they're, they're ball. They're trying. Uh, but Darren Waller, not a great year uh, by any stretch of the means, right? So, um, I really like Hunter Renfro. I still think he's a stud, man. He, he's a he's just a do it all guy. He just doesn't have the talent, the ability to be that elite wide receiver one, right? Like you're saying. So it's really tough. I I, I love Barrow. You seen him give up forty plus points last week. I know it was the Chiefs, but you know that Barrow and Chase connection, man. It's it's really looking nice. Yeah. And don't sleep on two of this week. You know the Jets have given up. 43-plus points in the last four games. And Tua came in halfway through in the second half last year, or last week, didn't look bad. Him and Waddle have been really connecting. Uh, so I think this is a good sneaky week to start Tua in DFS against a really, really bad Jets defense. Yeah, that's a Miami team that that needs the passing game because they they just don't have a good ground game. Like Miles Gaskin isn't that guy that can carry a, a an, an entire workload and they can just run the entire time. You know, I think in the right matchups, yes, you can get to it, and we've seen it before. He went up against Jacksonville, Atlanta, two bad defenses that I would say are just as bad as the Jets, 
and he put up you know 25 and 28. So I think the right matchups, yes, Tua is absolutely in play, and I think the Jets are the right matchup. Um, again, maybe just want to see. Again, to his finger, if it is, but he looked fine, I thought, 158 yards uh, in their last game for Miami. So, yeah, I think two is fine. Everybody looks at two as, like, this really bad player, and I, th- I think it's really overblown because Justin Herbert just looks better than him, but even Justin Herbert's going through problems right now. You know, Miami's just a bad – yeah, he is. He's going through a lot of growing pains. But, like, two is – Completely fine. There is nothing wrong with Tua. Uh, it's more of Miami's a bad football team, and Tua just end, ended up being, you know, pretty average for a top, you know, top five pick. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's just a little bit overblown some of the issues that he has, and he has put up some big time fantasy days before, and this seems like a really good spot for that. So, a fifty five hundred, like I like him out of uh, that entire group. Justin Fields had sort of a breakout. I'm not testing it here against Baltimore, though. Uh, be, yeah, it's it's, and it's not like Baltimore's defense is the best. It's just that I I still don't trust this Bears offense. Uh, and they're they're starting to run him more, which is obviously which is what's going to help out. Uh, he's had some of his best rushing games in his last start, so I'm I understand that part of it, but it's still not enough to make me believe this offense will be fine against Baltimore and can repeat another good performance like they did last week. So it's just I, it's a no. <laughs> it's going to be a no I for agree. me, dog. Uh, so I'll move on from that one. That's I think great. let's get into some of these stacks because I think oh, we kind of. Oh, oh we got, is it? We, we've got. I got to talk about somebody, man. I got somebody about else. You. We got to revert back the clock, bro. Oh, we no. got to go S on our chest, Mister King. No, no, on, no. Yes, yes, yes. I am going in fifty-one hundred. Listen, Washington, huge emotional win last week against Tampa Bay. Huge defensive stand, but they lose their leader in Chase Young for the year. I'm telling you, man, at home, everybody's going to be popping out there. Cam is getting ready. This is He's going to turn about the clock, John. I'm telling you. 5,100, put him, in, put him in a lineup. I love Cam Newton this week. I love him. I do. And I'm yeah, and, and we – we have we have documented a lot of problems with Washington before, and their defense looked like it turned the corner a bit. Obviously, losing Chase Young is big, but this this Panthers offense still has a lot of potential. And it's not like I'm saying Cam's going to come in here and light the world on fire. Yeah. But we saw that Cam can still run, and he's going to run in the red zone, and they're drawing up plays for him to run in the red zone. I imagine it's going to be the same thing again. So Cam has that red zone still threat, goal line threat, the score touchdown rushing. So the rushing ability is still there. Add on to that, even if they do give him easy throws or it's a lot of just dink and dunk, there is still so much talent on the outside for Carolina that that could rack up the yards for him, and they can score that way. Look, DJ Moore is a threat. Robbie Anderson's a threat. Christian McCaffrey's a threat. Ten, so, ca- yo, ten targets, ten catches last week for C-Mac. Yeah, right? which is I great, mean, right? On, but that, that I think it it's, shows you when Joe Brady, I still think, is a really good offensive coordinator. No matter yeah. how much I think Matt Rule's just remember. unbelievably trying to throw him under the bus, I still th- this is a good offense still. So there is a potential. I'm a little concerned about it, though, just because, you know, in the first true start that he gets, how is he going to look passing the ball? How is he going to look in this offense? How much do they open this offense up? But at 5,100, you know, I'm. I'm going to look really hard at that uh, as we get closer to the Sunday slate because like this offense is built for quarterbacks to succeed. Like it just truly is. Sam Darnold is an anomaly, not an anomaly. Sam Darnold's just bad. Just just call it how it is. Dude is legitimately an 
awful quarterback. And so I, I do not like him at all. And I think it just kind of overblew some of the problems. And look, if you look and the projection model could change, Sticks does update it. Uh, but as of right now, uh, Tony, you named two of the top five when it comes to value. Number one, Cam Newton. And number four is Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah, so, baby. yes, I, I think Cam Newton certainly in play. But th- to me, there is there is risk involved in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it with this slate, but yes, he is. If you're looking for an option like this, it's not anybody else but Cam Newton. Just like think it, about, it is clearly think the about the numbers, right? That you yeah. can build around Cam. Just, just, right. just think about that. And I know we're getting in the sack, so it's a good segue. I mean, if you talk about that Carolina team, right, and you say, okay, I'm going to take a flyer on Cam at 5100, and you stack him even with DJ Moore and C Mac, you're talking about a, a triple threat for under twenty thousand. Yeah. Okay. Under twenty thousand, man. I listen, I'm telling you, I I'm putting in one lineup with that stack down. I am. I'm I'm all in on Cam this week. I can't wait. I'm excited. <sighs> I'm excited, man. I, I know I I, I hate I to am. say I'm I'm not I'm excited, excited, but they're like I, I get it. Because the, Cam is such a polarizing player since we looked at oh too much hype for Cam. Like just throw all of that away. Yeah. I, I he is in a good offense. Sam Darnold, I think, was just the, such a an outlier of how bad he was. And look, we saw this even up close when we watched the Eagles game. Like he's just bleeping horrible. I hate Sam Darnold, uh, but like there there is a lot to work with here. And and Cam Newton, again, like we saw, does have that that dual threat ability still that the DFS community values so much. We should value that with Cam. He camped. Well, oh. Oh no! <laughs> Look at see it. Oh, no. He can't wait. Oh, I'd say oh. yeah, that's all right. I like oh, it. Oh no! So yo, you know that what? Wasn't as smooth as as see his hair though. You know what I mean? But <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. he, my man, got the smoothest hair in the game. He does the smooth right, the smoothest hair in the industry. You know, see Najad, absolutely. So with that, I wouldn't stack anybody with Cam. Uh, it, right? Would that be the way you go with that though? No, if listen, you do use Cam. I, I, I like listen, I, I have I have three or four nice stacks that are that are under twenty grand. And I I like I do. I like the Christian McCat. He looked really good last week. He did 130 plus multi purpose yards, 10, 10 targets, hundred percent catch rate. And Cam catches. Cam we saw was checking down a lot in New England. Yes. And he and he will. He's not gonna yeah. throw the ball deep. Right, but, yes. but they have two guys in DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson that can take it to the house. Right, mm-hmm. they, they really can. Exactly. Look, Miles second in. Right, he he knows. He, DJ Moore could be like a PPR machine. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could be. Could be for DJ Moore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're talking. Your your highest player in that stats on is 8900 and, and C Mac, obviously, because he's just going to run and catch all over the field. But I mean, you're talking about 59 for DJ and 51 for Cam. I know people are probably thinking Jigsaw's getting overly excited here, but for 11,000, two guys that could essentially give you 50 plus points combined, I'm in, man. I think. Yeah, no, and if anyone thinks that the Cam Newton stuff's crazy, like I think they're kind of, you know, going anti hype. 
Uh, and I don't want to go overboard with the hype. No. But again, it's just it makes it makes sense. We value quarterbacks like Cam Newton because of the rushing ability, and he's in a, It's not like he's in a bad spot. It's not like he got signed like Joe Flacco to the Jets. Like you could say, oh, right. Joe Flacco's really cheap, and it's starting. No, Joe Flacco stinks. You're not going to start Joe Flacco. Like it doesn't matter that they're going up against Miami. Like, but that's but that's the, if if somebody wants to make it like that. Oh, Cam Newton's coming in bad situation. He's coming in with a lot of talent around him, and yes. you know. If if game planned right, which I think Joe Brady's good, that that can work for sure. And I know we're spending a lot of time on Cam, but I think it's worth it because uh, that is going to be a really interesting play this week. So I want to go with these two guys because the the biggest game that everybody's going to highlight, Dallas and Kansas City. And, of course, they're just two completely opposite situations. Dallas seems like it's too much and it's really tough to decipher. And Kansas City, it's like it's too obvious. We know it's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Is there any pivots? So I'll start. I'll start with I'll start with the, the Dak Prescott and the Cowboys though. What do, what did you see with Michael Gallup back, and what do you think we will see? I would say I would stay off Dalton Schultz for one more week just to see what happens, just to see how it looks with Michael Gallup. But uh, what did you see in terms of you know that usage with those three wide receivers? Well, you know, obviously, I think everybody's seeing the C.D. Lamb Man, show, right? Not, everybody's wanting, uh, gosh, everybody's convincing me about Cam Newton, and this even more. Not oh, just Chase Young, but no Montez Sweat as well. Yeah. I man, mean, you know, man. Uh, listen, let's I'll say, and, and again, it, this is, if you haven't seen it on my face yet, I am a huge Cam Newton fan. I've always Oh, I like him. I like him. And, and, I, and I love that he's in everybody's face like myself. I love that everybody hates him. I love it, right, because he feasts off it. He's an athlete. You mentioned Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco comes off the street. He's no. not an athlete. Takes him time to get in shape. Cam Newton looks chiseled. He's st- actually, I think he looks better now than he did two years ago. He looked so, fresh. I, I will did. say maybe not like in shape, but just he right. looked like he's had right. some time off to recover, recover and get refreshed. And he exactly. seemed really fresh against. Yeah, Arizona. he did. But but to get back to Dallas, listen. You seen the CD Lamb show last week? You really did. And, and and the good thing about Dallas and the bad thing for season long owners, even though this is a DFS show, is you just never know who's yep. going to be the number one guy each week. Is it going to be Lamb? Is it going to be Cooper? And there's going to be weeks, John. It's going to be Gallup. So you, I think what you have to do when you look at these three guys is you have to look at. Who are they playing? What are the corner situation looks like? What do the safeties look like? And who's going to be covering who? Now, what I will say, though, is from 76 to 62 is a huge drop. $1,400 savings if you decide, I'm going to pass on Lamb and go with Cooper at 6200 So that may be the pivot right there as you drop that 1400 because Dak Prescott. Right, it'd be fine. And I'll just say, like, you can look at CeeDee Lamb and Cooper and say, all right, well, CeeDee Lamb's been more consistent when she just want to pay up. But against this defense, though, there's a chance both of them could eat. Like the these are there is not one good one good uh, cornerback there. Sorensen is awful in coverage. Like this is this is a really bad, really bad pass defense. So like there's a, there's a chance here, and why you might just want to pay down the Cooper that they both could get you know eight to ten targets and both be close to a hundred yards and both score. Like it's just uh, I, I think. You know, Cooper would be absolutely fine in this game as well because they, there's an opportunity here for both of them against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and and listen, and Michael Gallup at 4,200. 
Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Michael for Gallup, sure. Michael for sure. Gallup is is that dude, man. I I, I know, think he's he great. Like he gets overlooked because yes. of Cooper and CD Lamb, but Michael Gallup has actually been a tremendous draft pick for Dallas. Yes. Uh, I think he's made so many improvements. So yeah, it could be. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, so with Kansas City, uh, it seemed like you had something to say about their ancillary yeah, yeah, cash I, I, targets. You know, I think you know you have to really look at the high money dollars here, right? You and, and it's all about how do you want to spend. And you mentioned McCole Hardman, and he was a guy that a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, it's going to be his breakout year." I'm me being one of them. He actually mm-hmm. has been consistent when it comes to target share. Now, what I will say is, when you look at this stack, you have to decide on what you want to do. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, double touchdowns, had a great week last week. That's not always going to be the case. But if you want him, you're going to have to pay up high. So you could do a stack, obviously, with Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. That's going to cost you 22-9. But maybe you pivot Hill and you put in Hardman. And you go Mahomes, Hardman, and Kelsey. And then what you're doing is you're talking 18-7. You're saving yourself almost $4,000. That's a big difference. And Hardman, again, the targets dropped last week to only three, but you do see the five, five, seven, six, right? So he was getting targets. And this week against Dallas, remember, Trayvon Diggs is no joke. So it's going to be Trayvon Diggs going to battle with Tyreek Hill. Not to say Tyreek Hill can't beat him. I'm just saying you may see Mahomes look off a lot. All I'm saying. Yeah, it's just when Mahomes is really good, 400 passing yards, all 400 aren't going to Kelsey and Hill. You right. know? And exactly. if we're expecting, if you're expecting this to be high scoring as it is, um, and obviously there's a game stack potential. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like Pringle is the, I, I, it would probably be Hardman. It, it would, uh, but you know, I guess just what I saw from Pringle last week, there, there seems to be at least some consistency with him in the last few games. Uh, he's had a couple of games over double digits in his last five. Uh, I'm not saying that's a play. It probably is Mikko Hardman, uh, but it's just tough. It's just, I guess the last thing I saw was Pringle, you know, and that's etched into my brain and I've been disappointed. I, it's also, you're right. I've been disappointed a ton by Mikko Hardman lately. And that certainly has an impression on me, but I think you're right. Mikko Hardman would have to be the play. Uh, if you want to go with some of the ancillary options, uh, I'll ask this because what I might do is just go with more of a stack on the Cowboys and just go with, uh, or you know, get get more of a stack of them and just go with one of Hill or Kelsey. Kelsey's been really good lately, and he yep. looked amazing. Uh, it really looked his best, I think, against the Raiders. Would you go Hill or Kelsey? Like that would to me would be the question. I'd rather get Dallas because I know they have to pass against Kansas City because that is a a worse pass defense. Not saying that Dallas will win, but I imagine that that's likely the passing offense that I want more of. But if we need to go game stack here, get a bunch of Dallas, and then know that this is going to be a high-scoring game, you need to get one Kansas City Chief in there, who would it be, Hill or Kelsey? I would definitely go Kelsey. And the reason why I would go Kelsey is because I think those linebackers are going to be so focused on Patrick Mahomes and also – they're going to have some over-the-top coverage with Tyree Kill as well. So I think the recipient of that is going to be Kelsey because he's a receiver in a tight end's body that nobody can cover. Nobody can cover, right? Yeah. So I, I think the odds are you, you're talking probably 7 to 10 targets. Easy for Travis Kelsey, man. Easy. So I would go Kelsey. I, just for our, somewhat argument's sake, and also I, I agree with it, uh, just what I think, Diggs is good, and Diggs has picked off – a ton of quarterbacks this year, and he's been great. He is very, very susceptible to getting beat deep. 
Oh, and Tyree Tyree Kill is one of those guys that I think is just a a bad matchup for him. You know, I I, I like Diggs. I think he's been so much improved this season. But he can still get burned, and I think Hill can absolutely burn him. So I do think I'm with with Dutton, Miles that he could get a mile. Diggs could get a pick. Diggs could absolutely get a pick in this game. But deep down the field, yes, I think you could see maybe one or two where Hill completely burns him. Uh, and there's a a big potential I think for uh, for Hill to to be sort of that ceiling play here for me. So that might be uh, that might be it wrapping things up here for us because what we got to do is some NBA coverage with yeah, Ghost. Man. Real quick, because I know we mentioned Josh Allen, and I know at 8.1K it's going to be tough, but I just like the matchup here, and I'm sure some will be going for it. Who are the wide receivers you've been seeing? I know Gabe Davis just had his, one of his biggest days of this season. Uh, so yeah, where, he, where would you go with Buffalo? He did. You know, Indianapolis, you said it's not the defense that, that we once saw it all, right? You know, obviously. But, again – it all depends, right? If you want to pay off for Josh Allen, do you want to two eight thousand dollar guys? Obviously, Stephon right. Diggs is the man, but you know, you drop down. Dawson again, Knox I like, probably. I know he's been getting I, a lot yeah, of. Yeah, that's what I was say. I, I, I kind of like the value, man. Dawson Knox at four. I like Emmanuel Sanders at fifty three hundred. Um, I really Sanders, like yes, Beasley. Sanders. I really like uh, Beasley at forty eight hundred. As long as he can play, I know he's got the questionable tag right now uh, with his ribs. Ribs are kind of iffy, so. Uh, but if he could play, I really like I really like Cole Beasley in this game. All right, that'll wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up for us here for QBs and Sacks. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. Tony Jigsaw Cantillo. Join me today at tcantillo23. Is where you can follow his Twitter account and also Heat Ratio Sports. And also you can hear him on the weekends here, windailysports.com. But we are windailysports.com. That is it for QBs and Stacks. Coming up next, we actually have some NBA preview with you. A big slate. We're going to be previewing that with Ghost coming up next. Uh, windailysports.com.